Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Ida Axling. I'm the news editor of Insurance Age and I am here with Sean Barton, our editor. Hello, Sean. Hi, Ida. Uh, Sean, can you please take us through the top five news stories for the week commencing 17th of June? Of course. Our top story this week, GRP-owned Sagars buys Thomas Cook. And no, it is not the travel agent. It is a broker in Burnley. Um... Second story, Tokyo Marine Kiln insurance goes into runoff. At three, three directors out as policy expert buys loss-making sure thing. At four, we have PIB's 50 million spending on brokers in 2018 revealed. And finally, Hiscox creates a cyber exposure calculator. Quite a varied list there. Yeah, it is quite varied, and um, it doesn't feature the um, sexism story that Post broke regarding um, donuts. Yeah, so that, we, was... that was an interesting one. It <laughs> hit the Nationals, you probably saw it. Um, yeah. But we won't talk about that one because we'd be stealing Post's thunder. What I think we should talk about first is um, what's happened at Sure Thing. Ida, you wrote this story, so can you um, give us a bit of background on that? Yes, so basically what has happened is that motor broker Sure Thing has been bought by policy expert. And this led to three of the directors leaving. So that's Brendan Devine, who was the CEO and also founded the business. Stevie Sutherland, who was the commercial director, and Kevin Kiernan, who was the underwriting director. And um, the business will from now on be led by their new CEO, Adam Powell. And he's also the co-founder of Policy Expert and works there as the COO as well. Okay, so it's quite a big shake-up for Sure Thing. Um, when, when was Sure Thing founded and what did it start out as? It was set up in April uh, 2014, and uh, well, as I mentioned before, it was uh, founded by Brendan Devine, who used to be the boss of QuickFit, and it was uh, it was launched as a, a very specialist motor broker dealing with the more difficult risks, and uh, since then it has expanded into more of a general motor broker. And in February this year, they also launched a motor MGA. Yes, yeah, that's Stabilis. Yes, Stabilis. Stabilis. Say it. Um, <laughs> so how have, they, um, how have they performed since their launch in 2014? Well, I th- the, I, I'm guessing the problem and why they have now been sold is that they, for the at least the last four years, have been reporting losses. Uh, so um, I did hear that this this uh, story was was a surprise for the market because people didn't really expect it to happen now. But I mean, looking at the results, it's probably not not a massive shock, is it, that they had to do something to turn things around? And if they haven't been able to do it yet, then perhaps a sale is all they can do, really. And has there been um, much indication as to what policy expert won't want to do with Sure Thing? Are they going to keep the brand or just just take the book? Yes. Well, I did ask a spokesperson for the firm said they were going to keep the Sure Thing brand and sort of run it alongside Policy Expert. So, uh, uh, but that's really all the detail I have on it for now. They didn't specify anything else they were going to do with it. So uh, I'm sure we will find out soon. Yeah, we'll be um, keeping an eye on their results to see if they can um, turn Sure Thing into a, um, a profitable part of the business. Absolutely. 
Well, we also wanted to talk about Tokyo Marine Kiln, didn't we, Sean? So you wrote that story. Uh, can you tell us a bit more what's what's going on there? Yeah, I think um, this was another another fairly big surprise for the market. Um, it's quite complicated because Tokyo Marine Kiln is a very large group, um, Japan-based, and um, there's a lot of entities within that group. And specifically, um, the part of the group they're talking about is the UK operation known as TMKI. Now, there was an announcement yesterday um, that said um, they were going to place that business into runoff as mm-hmm. of July the 1st in order to focus on their Lloyd's businesses. Interesting. But you also, you did another story today about their results. And so what's been going on there? Is it, if you look at those, was it a surprise that they're going to... Um, well, it, it was a surprise, but when I dug back into the results, the most recent ones we could find were for 2017 and um, their group results but they do pick out some information regarding TMKI and um, in, in during that year they they made a loss of 16.3 million pounds um, they, they mostly um, blame that on catastrophe losses and that sort of thing but it did affect the profits of the group as a whole which um, which dropped quite significantly um, now, as as a part of the group, I believe that CMKI contributes about 150 million in GWP um, out of a two billion GWP mm. pot. So quite a small bit of the company as a whole. Yeah, it's 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 not enormous, but it, it's still significant. So it's interesting that they've just decided actually no, we're going to focus on Lloyd's, see yeah. what's happening there. I guess they're needing to put a lot of work into their into the Lloyd's businesses because Lloyd's is having that huge strategic review at the moment and yeah. um, pushing everyone a little bit harder but they've got a few syndicates going um, so it will be interesting to see how they perform now they're not going to focus on TMKI so much. Yeah but what were the business lines that were affected by this? Uh, the business lines TMKI deal in are UK property, liability, marine and engineering. Um, so they're all quite specialist, quite niche operations. Um, what is interesting is there's been quite a lot of talk in the market, particularly around engineering, around it hardening yeah. and becoming much, much tighter. McTavish recently um, highlighted a report that suggested there might even be capacity black spots going on in engineering. Um, so it isn't just... Um, TMK that are considering those markets? No, absolutely. I've spoken to a few brokers lately who say it's it's a difficult market to be in and a lot of insurers are actually pulling pulling out from there. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, um, according to McTavish, that's going to lead to um, prices going up. There's going to be a lot of price pressure there and more challenges around claims. So mm. um, it's definitely one if a broker is in that space, they're going to need to keep a tight rein on on what the insurers they're working with are doing and also constantly be communicating with their customers about prices and what's going up and what's mm. going on. Um, not not the most positive story to end the week, <laughs> but, but there we are. Yeah, and I think that's all we had time for today. So thank you, Sean, very much for sharing your views. Thanks, Ida. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye.